0: You're listening to Podcateers.
1: Welcome to episode 457 of Podcateers. This week we talk about Bob Iger commenting on the future of the MCU and also park ticket prices. Toontown reopens with a new character. Indiana Jones also reopens with many enhancements. Improvements we'd like to see in Disney Dreamlight Valley including a potential easter egg that's been there since the beginning of the game. Plus, we continue our Disney history series Great Moments with Mr. Andrew. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on our Discord server. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join the community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of listeners known as the FGP Squad our Podcast Fairy Godparents because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podketeers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcasters gear, additional content like the Podcasters After Show, and access to our happy hour calls just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out Podcasters.com fgp and as always a super special thank you goes out to the fgp squad for their continued support so that's gonna round out the intro it's time to get this episode started if this is your first time hanging out with us welcome we hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more but of course if you've been hanging with us for a while now welcome back friends here is episode 457 of podcateers Oh, Enough. yeah. John Debravo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: I got nothing. <laughs> uh,
1: it, it's that, uh, I want to call it false energy when you know you have to push through something, but you're just uh, like extremely tired. That's mm-hmm. kind of the level that I'm at right now. Like, I, I got to push through. We're going to get this done. And then I'm going to have some nachos and then edit. <laughs> how uh have you been it's how's the rain treating both of you is it has it hit you andrew is it snowing raining what's happening up there
2: uh it was like a monsoon out there for about a minute and a half earlier today um that we're in a wind advisory uh so that's fun it's been getting very windy um the rain is on and off uh where i am Uh, but I see all the signs for the, for the mountains, carry chains, you know, unsettled weather. They're supposed to get another two to four feet of snow, um, in the next week. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. It's, uh, wasn't too bad of a day today other than this evening when I was coming home. It was just a torrential downpour for about a minute and a half. Uh, but then it was okay. So it's not been horrendous, but, uh. I anticipate that changing uh, fairly soon.
1: Ooh. Mel, how's it been for you down there?
0: No grapple yet. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, no. It's, been, it's just been raining and cold. and I love the rain, but it's annoying. It's like, okay, we've had a couple of storms. We're not used to all the storms. We had a little bit of sunshine. It's like, yay. And then it went away, so... I'm a little annoyed (laughs) (laughs) too much. I would be too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I like the rain. I used to like Mm -hmm. it a lot. You know, when I was younger, I went through a phase of forgetting how much I liked it because I always liked sitting by a window, listening to the rain with a nice cup of coffee or reading a book or something. And I'm one of those people. Uh, and then I just went through this era, um, Yeah, you know, if you know me close enough, you know exactly why I hated the rain. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I went through this phase of not liking it as much. And now I'm back, baby. I'm back. I love the rain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, However, I've been stuck working all day. So I haven't had a go sit at the window and drink some coffee moment. But, you know, it's supposed to rain for the next several days. So I'm pretty sure that I'm going to get my opportunity to do that. But, you know, there's still stuff happening. You know, we opened up Toontown at. Di- I'm saying we like I was there and stuff, right? But hey. uh, Toontown <laughs> reopened, Indiana Jones reopened. Uh, so changes happening at Disneyland. We're gonna get to those a little later in the episode. I'm gonna keep it short, but listen, listen, listen. Look, I love when all the world, the worlds I love, collide. <laughs> and one mm-hmm. thing that i've recently been playing again is i i went back to playing the original kingdom hearts and it's been years since i've gone through the game uh so because i've i feel like i don't i don't remember a lot of it it's been great because i'm getting to relive the game again almost for the first time because some stuff is very familiar to me but i'm really enjoying like going through the playthrough again And it's ironic that on the week that I start playing Kingdom Hearts on Reddit, somebody posted something. This went up in our group chat, and I damn near lost it. (laughs) So please talk a little
2: bit about this Reddit post. Um, Yeah, I just happened to see uh, a Reddit post come over, and it says, uh, Kingdom Hearts Easter Egg in Dreamlight Valley. Uh, the post reads, I was playing the other day and noticed a shadow from Minnie's roof that looks just like the hearts from Kingdom Hearts loading uh, screen. So I stopped and turned around, and lo and behold, the hearts on her roof look identical. Um, I asked someone else. They agreed. What do you guys think? And then there's a picture. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty unmistakable, these two kind of uh, curly cue kind of things uh, making a heart. It doesn't have a little crown on top, but... Um, Still that heart is uh it's there for sure,
0: yeah, yeah. it's trippy how we've been playing this since uh when and we didn't realize this. <laughs> how <laughs> I don't know how we miss this.
1: <laughs> yeah it's funny because it's a weather vane on Minnie's house, right yeah but the image that you sent Andrew from this reddit post, it's a shadow that's being cast. You know, yeah. on the ground, and you can clearly see this heart. It's very distinct because you don't see the detail of anything else surrounding it in the shadow. So, uh, obviously, you know, when you overlay it, it, like you said, it looks pretty identical to the Kingdom Hearts logo minus the crown. But I guess the crown would make it super obvious, right? So, really, the only thing that comes out of this post is Kingdom Hearts at Disney Dream Life Valley confirmed. Yep, totally. <laughs>
0: eventually (laughs) coming atlantis
1: confirmed kingdom hearts confirmed listen i think you know the thing about dreamlight valley right now for me is i'm pretty sure that both of you are in this is that i've gotten to the point where now in both games that i've been playing i have pretty much completed everything the first game that i started playing uh, I I haven't finished yet because I've been reserving time, or I need to reserve some time, in order to record the Olaf quest with the blizzard that's happening up in Frosted Heights. And what's the other thing that comes as part of that? There's like two, or oh, and Mirabelle. I haven't done mm-hmm. Mirabelle on my original account either. Uh, I haven't gotten Mirabelle's character or placed Casita anywhere. So there's a couple of new things that I haven't done yet. But in the meantime, I've been continuing the pumpkin thing. Remember I told you I was going to try to fill up three rooms and then one of the videos I was going to do was redeeming all of these, selling all of those pumpkins to Goofy, oh, yeah. non-puff style, just pumpkins. Well, I finally filled up all three rooms. <laughs> Whoa. So I'm ready to finally make that video. It's going to be great because I feel like I'm going to gain a lot of performance because I'm not going to have a thousand pumpkins that it has to keep yeah. track of going forward anymore, so I'm looking forward to that. So that video is going to be coming soon. I'm going to try to get the Mirabel one done, the Olaf one done. Uh, but I finally hit that wall in the game where there's just not that much to do anymore. You know, which yep. is why I jumped to Kingdom Hearts and I've been like playing some other stuff recently. the The biggest plan I have now is. Finally getting to a point where once the pumpkins are done and I have everything open, I'll be able mm-hmm. to finally go in and do some of the, the streams that we wanted to do either on Discord or something where we kind of plan out like what we want the the areas in the valley to look like. And hopefully we have some like user input and feedback to just kind of dress up the valley to, to something that that i think would look nice i think it'd be, it'd be i think it would be a fun community style project so I'm um, man those pumpkins dude i'm so glad i've gotten to a point where i can finally stop planting a thousand pumpkins <laughs> and uh it'll be good i'm i'm curious to see how the game is going to handle that once i sell them yeah all to goofy <laughs> so, so stay tuned for that but anyway Kingdom Hearts, I think that would be great. Uh, I think uh, the same way that we have alternate uh, costumes for Mickey and Minnie, like the Disney 100 ones, I think it'd be super cool if Goofy and Donald could have their Kingdom Hearts outfits as part of oh. you know, a quest or something that you could do, and you could switch them into those. If Sora comes to the valley, you know, having your character be able to wield a keyblade or something like that, even if it doesn't do anything, I just think the idea of wielding the keyblade would be something cool. Um, yeah, the possibilities are endless. I, I there. I mean, I wish I knew the stuff that Gameloft had planned, but at the same time, I don't want to know because I want to be surprised when they release it. But I want to know because I love the game, but I don't want to know because I want to be surprised. So, you know, circle of life, <laughs> and it never ends. So yeah. How long ago did both of you stop playing? I haven't seen either of you pop into, or maybe we're not playing at the same time. So I'm still playing at three o'clock in the morning. So
0: where are I y'all playing? I actually just played today.
2: <laughs> oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I play How it about, are you both 11, feeling about 11 it? p.m. is where usually when I play. 11 p.m. right before I uh, go to bed. Um, so, yeah. It's it's kind of just uh, I want to make sure I uh, get that daily Kristoff... Uh, whatever he's got in his stall thing I don't want to miss out on uh some uh, iron or oh yeah whatever so and your moonstones been... and I always forget about the moonstones I forget if they're not in and I've also been trying to complete those uh, dream tasks uh feeding all the different uh, critters and everything that's what I'm I'm working on now I have Uh, And also just getting all of them. I haven't... I don't have all of... uh, There's, like, one critter in each group that is, like, the rare one or something. And I'm never around when, when like, the calico rabbit or the white squirrel is around. I don't think I've ever seen these. So they're still not my friend or whatever. I don't have them acquired yet. Uh, So still working on those. But... That's pretty much. I spent about twenty minutes on it before bed, just uh gathering things, feeding uh critters, uh going into the Scrooge's store, and because I didn't start buying all of the Scrooge stuff until a little later than you guys did, I still have like some clothing items to buy. I don't. I, you guys are already sold oh, out of okay. clothes, right?
1: Um. Yeah, no, not really. I don't think I'm getting any clothes anymore. I'm getting just, like, furniture items. But I went crazy, like, buying...
0: Like,
2: I would empty Scrooge's store, like, every day. Same. (laughs) Well, that's what I've been doing. I've been emptying... I've been buying every single clothing item just to... Because... So you can get duplicates of furniture, but you can't get duplicates of clothes. So you know if it's in there, you're not going to have it. So my windows have been empty. But all the other things are, uh, I still have stuff on those. I think I have about a 100 more items total to complete whatever it says are listed. But some of those items, as we know, are in the premium shop. So I won't be able to attain that goal.
1: That's the one that bugs me, man. The the whole like wanting to 100% the game before was Mm. so attainable at one point. And now mm-hmm. with the premium shop having stuff that you won't be able to get any other way, it just, ah, uh, it bothers me now that I'm not going to be able to hundred percent the game.
2: They should just have that, like those in like a different section or something. So you can still yeah. complete that. I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, they got to make their money somehow because the game in theory is going to be free. Uh, when it, whenever it comes out supposedly this year for free but who knows there's been no uh movement on that front as far as i can tell that's very true
0: Yeah, they just want everyone to pay so pretty much it but if you get it for free you kind of like get screwed because you don't get the moonstones i I don't know i don't know i i don't know it's like just keep it the way it is i guess Unless you yeah. want to get some people upset.
1: <laughs> like the original, like the Founders Pack stuff, obviously, they said that it was going to be exclusive to Founders Pack. So if you got mm-hmm. it as part of the Founders Pack, then cool, you have it. Uh, I would be upset if I saw it pop up in the the Moonstone shop, you know, later yeah. on. But stuff like th- this week, I think they, re- they brought back the castle that you can buy as a skin yeah. for your house. Yeah which people were happy with because not a lot of people wanted it, but didn't know that it was there and they didn't have enough Moonstones or whatever the case was. So if they're going to be cycling stuff, that's okay. But we're like two weeks in and they already cycled something, you know? So that, that is concerning, but also the pricing model that they have right now. It's like, I don't, I don't remember if it made it into the podcast last week, but uh, $5 for, like, a shirt or, like, two frames for your house is ridiculous. Like, it's – like, I understand you want to make your money, but that pricing model is absolutely ridiculous. Like, you got to lower the prices. If you lower the prices, more people will buy your stuff, and you have yeah. the potential of making more money, you know? So the True. fact that – you know, so the fact that they're doing this, like – I don't understand it. It just, it blows my mind sometimes. And maybe it was, you know, maybe it was on purpose. Maybe they were testing the waters to see if people would actually pay it. And then they're going to be like, oh, uh, just kidding. It's really going to be like 800 moonstones for this. And they were like, oh, wow, that's great. 1,500 was way too much. And then people will be happy where they end up where it was possibly where they intended to be the whole time. You know, it's just a marketing tactic. I don't know. Who
2: knows? Yeah, we are know. in the, like, we are, like, the beta testers or the, you know, whatever. Not really beta. It's, you know, working. But we're, we are testing this game. It's not in open release. You have to pay to be a guinea pig. So it could be, like you just said, that they're trying to figure out what model, pricing model, works best uh, for this. And, I, I you know, based on the other Gameloft game I've played before... Uh, Disney Magic Kingdom, they that game uh, seems to listen to community like outcry a lot. Uh, so and it's from the same developer, so I wonder if they heard a lot of people say, "Man, I wish I would have had that castle." Da 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 da. I missed it and put it back up um, mm. as a possibility. Um, also, you know, just voice your opinion to them on Instagram, on Twitter, send them an email. Uh, they at least on the other game they seem to be pretty responsive on making changes somewhat you know it would take a bit but changes would happen in that game but then stuff would they there would be like lots of big changes that uh, people would not like that they stayed so who knows like stuff just happens but it's uh you know as long as as long as you don't have that urge to 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 be 100% and have get all the moonstone things uh you should be pretty good. you know you shouldn't have to spend any more money on the game than than what you already have. Um, yeah. I'm using my moonstones sparingly.
0: Well, talking yeah. about moonstones, I did purchase something for 800 moonstones, but I just recently went back to the um, the star path, and you know how you have like, yeah. like opportunities to get moonstones. Yeah. So I finally mm-hmm. cashed in on all of them actually ended up getting mm-hmm. my moonstones back and more. So you don't oh, have really? to pay yeah. for these things. And knowing that they repeat, don't spend your money. Just do the star paths, get your moonstones, spend them on that. There you oh, go, people. Right,
1: because when you complete it at the end, it tells you whatever mm-hmm. you have left, you can cash them back in for moonstones, right?
2: Basically, yes. yeah. So there, there's a set amount of of like whatever points you can get for a star path and so you can like buy everything up and then the last one is like you get you can get chunks it's like 10 points for whatever amount of moonstones and you just that's the thing you just spend until it's uh out so I completed that star path uh I don't know probably uh, two weeks ago now just because (laughs) I was the only thing to do in the game (laughs) yeah I mean, a lot of it's pretty, I mean, pretty easy. The hardest one is there's, there's, uh, make one of them for me, I'm assuming they'll probably be all the same is make a, the red black and yellow balloon arch. Oh and yeah. So if you haven't got to that yet, if you're listening, you haven't got to that yet, start collecting those, like go into your, you know, the, the workbench and, and see what you have to, you need to craft the, uh, red yellow and black balloon arch. That's like 20 of three kinds of flowers. Yeah. Um, it's the black yeah,
1: lily. So... It's a black lily from frosted Heights, the mm-hmm. yellow and the red nostrium
2: from, from uh, forgotten, forgotten lands. lands. Yeah. Yeah. So, so start collecting those now, if you haven't gotten to that portion of the star path yet, because uh, they took me, I think it took me a week and a half, two weeks to, to get, you know, and what I would do is just pick every flower in the biome to to make sure that they then would regrow and maybe have a chance of getting a couple more colors. You That's know, the way to do it. Just picking yeah. the, the yellow and the red that you see.
1: Man. Okay, so we're gonna toss out another idea for Game Loft. You know how we have Kristoff's stall when uh-huh. like mm-hmm. Daisy makes uh, her way into the game, or maybe you could do it with Minnie or somebody, have them have their own stall with flowers. Yes. You know, like in a lot of the <laughs> cartoons and stuff that they have, like they have flowers all the time. So it could be it doesn't have to be those mm. characters. It could be any character to be. What's honest. what's a
2: Isabella add, but... from uh from uh... Encanto. Or Isabella, yeah, right? Yeah. Flowers. She's the flower one, right? Yeah. I didn't get yeah. that mixed up.
1: Inside one of Casita's rooms, you buy flowers from Isabella. That's a great idea, Andrew. Look at oh, me, man. There you go. Awesome. So Game Loft, <laughs> you got another idea. Yeah, I mean, look, if we if we're making all these coins, like they got to be good for something right and so right. even even the moonstone stuff i feel like if they didn't make it moonstone related like you can have the the moonstone currency right and i know that they give you mm-hmm. the 50 every like day or whatever the case is but like let's say if somebody wanted the castle like make the castle available with regular coins but make it some obscene amount like a million coins Right. Because then stuff like daily grinding pumpkins is actually worth it because then you can strive for these other things that, yeah, if you want to just kind of shortcut it and you want to pay your five bucks and get your castle or, you know, your art deco disney 100 posters or whatever great right but at least all the pumpkin grinding and all the other stuff that we do for regular coins could be used for something else in the game so there's a couple of really great ideas Game Loft. use them please use them you don't even have to give us credit just use them please make our lives easier give us the warm and fuzzies with all those pumpkins especially since i can't make multiple pumpkin (laughs) puffs yeah. Like
0: they could also give us a Disneyland castle. I'll give you moonstones. Well, <laughs>
2: wait. I I mean, I'm sure there's stuff coming when the parks. I know. The parks, I hope so. Uh, path comes. I hope there's good stuff in the parks path. I'm gonna be disappointed. If it's it's uh, it's uh, you a a know, jersey spirit jersey. My spirit oh jersey. gosh, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I want like Space Mountain. Come on. Right. You
1: know, I'd be the same. I'd love Space we're Mountain gonna, in the Dreamlight Valley. <laughs> The E.P. Ripley some, just
2: going around the island. Give me some like in park trash cans.
0: Oh, that right. would be cool.
2: That would be awesome. And if you
0: want to get rid of stuff, oh, dang! Look at us.
1: Man, you could have push walk like just rolling around Dreamlight Valley, talking to Wally.
0: Yeah.
2: Falling down funny. all the stairs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
1: all right, well that's it. I I uh, to, I said I don't want to make this a long Dreamlight Valley talk, and we're like, oops, too far <laughs> in, yeah. But look, I like the game. I mean, it's just there's not a lot to do right now. So Dreamloft, please use our ideas, make it uh, exciting again for us. Um, hey, but I, you know, this actually reminds me of an interesting thing that came up just last week because you know we were talking about how GameLoft listens to the community and you know they make a lot of changes. Uh, Bob Iger was talking a little bit about a couple things that I want to bring up one was Marvel and the other was the park and the prices so I want to start with Marvel Uh, he said that well actually Andrew I know that you were talking about this earlier do you have the quote Mm -hmm. up or do you remember what uh, Bob Iger said.
2: Yeah, sure. I can read it. I have it up right here in my eight jillion tabs. So Bob Iger, um, I believe this was in an interview somewhere, CNBC possibly um, said, uh, there's nothing in any way inherently off in the terms of the Marvel brand. I think we just have to look at what characters and stories we're mining. And you look at the trajectory of Marvel over the next few years, you'll see a lot of newness. We're going to turn back to the Avengers franchise, but with a whole different set of Avengers. Uh, and that's all he said. Um, I don't... Listen, do I don't know start? where to start
1: on this one. Um, <laughs> because... I. Look, Bobby, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but we've been like on our like on this trajectory towards the new Avengers. So, (laughs) I mean, I I know I'm not sure where this comment is coming from, because this is exactly what we've been setting up with, you know, all the Disney Plus shows. We have Wiccan and Speed ready to go. We have Miss Marvel ready to go. You know, Kate's version of Hawkeye ready to go. Uh, So, I mean, there's there's been all these this this foundation that we've been setting up through Disney Plus since Disney Plus's inception. Uh, So I'm not exactly sure what he means by that or where that's coming from, because that's where we've been going.
0: Right. For how (laughs) many years? How many phases? Right. Uh, (laughs) I I don't know. I. Yeah. When you sentences says it's just like, uh Bobby, where have you been? <laughs> I. Well, he's not been running the company. That's he where he's been. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs>
2: he's been dealing with uh, what, what was that? Uh, what was the food delivery thing or whatever? I don't remember. We talked about it on the podcast before, but I forgot. It was that's like late. we forgot. Oh, <laughs> that yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. I forgot what it was called. Puff yeah. or poop or. Oh, that's right. Or, Puff? Was it Galoofy goop? or Gafufi
2: or uh, Goop? Yeah, no, that's, that's it. that's Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> that's like Gwyneth that. Paltrow. I, I, get, <laughs> I, I get emails from him every once in a while. I don't remember what it's called. Go Puff. Go Puff. Oh, okay. Go, Go Puff, Puff. Yeah. He was He was dealing with Go Puff or whatever. He was. I, <laughs> I almost said Stay I mean, Puff.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought of the one thing that I didn't think would ever harm me. <laughs> That's for all you Ghostbusters out there, but anyway, yeah. I mean, he's also just like an old man. Like he's he's like a seventy-something-year-old man. So you know, maybe maybe he doesn't remember what he said uh, before, or he forgot. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he, uh, he's he's an old guy. Like yeah. I don't know.
1: It's he's got uh, a lot of stuff on his plate right now, right?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. he, yeah. I, so who knows? It's 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 one of those interview things where. I'm sure if I watched the entire thing it would have more context but this is just written in a in an article so I I he could have been asked a question about how he feels Marvel is is refreshing its brand or blah blah I don't know who knows there's probably more context to the quote um but I'm lazy and I don't want to look it up, so we'll just uh we'll just go <laughs> off the, the initial quote and we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll speculate from there. Um but it does, you know, he'd also well he didn't uh the Disney Plus also pulled like the release dates from the couple of Disney Plus Marvel shows. Um so it's just interesting that there's been yeah. a lot of marvel news like somewhat news it's kind of just weird news going on in the last couple of weeks
1: yeah i mean this is all i don't know if this is a cause and effect thing and and this is really weird right because you know recently james gunn took over the dceu and there was a lot of hope about him kind of reviving it and saving it because it just wasn't what a lot of people expected for a really long time right and so mm-hmm. i'm not sure if this is okay so uh, there, there's another thing that i've heard people say and i wanted to ask you both about it as well do you think we've reached the point where people are experiencing superhero fatigue in films
0: could be it could be because how we're seeing um movies like you know, Ant Man and, uh, and the Wasp for Quantumania, it didn't do too well. It's not the same stories and I think we're just getting tired of the repetitiveness and yeah, their sequels I think in general people don't want to see sequels anymore. We wanna see original stuff. And I I get that too. Not saying it's the same as like reboots or live action, but it kind of feels it could feel for others like it's the same stuff, and people just want to see new things. So I I could see where that's where that comment is coming from. Would we like to see new stuff? Oh, of course, of course. New stories are exciting.
2: So. Yeah, it's it's interesting because um, to some of the points you made there, Mel, I think they feel like well, we've got burned before. They, they this the, there's this kind of cycle that like. Disney, I mean, every company goes through. They go, okay, we've done so many sequels. We're going to do some new stuff. Let you know, we're going to, we're on the bleeding edge. We're going to, we're going to do whatever. Okay, here we go. Here's the, um, what's the one that, with the uh, Angelina Jolie and, and stuff? Eternals? Yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's the Eternals uh, here's a new thing. We're going to make it. And okay. And then it flops real hard and it's bad. And then they get scared and then they go, okay, well here's Dr. Strange to an ant man of 11 and, and stuff like that. It's happening with Pixar too. Pixar goes, all right, here's, here's uh, a bunch of new, you know, ideas. Here's uh soul. And here's uh, uh turning red. And they all do not so great. Um, And so they go, Okay, Toy Story 5 and and uh, Inside Out 2 and and all these things where they know that these brands are are successful for them. And even if they uh, don't give like the best story, there's some inherent nostalgia built in that there's a built in audience that is going to see these no matter what. And now that's kind of the same thing with Marvel as well. There is a built-in audience that is is going to see it, these movies no matter what. But those audiences aren't enough to break even when these movies are costing, you know, 300 million dollars to make. They they can't sustain the model because you know, they're making these movies, you know, $300 million. Every single one of them has to make a billion dollars for them to see it as profitable. And yeah. they're taking these gambles of this, this is going to be profitable. Is this going to be profitable or not? We think so. So we're going to spend the money and da 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 because we're Marvel. So th- that's kind of. All of Hollywood, I think, in 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 movie making, is they're doing the same thing. You know, you, we saw it in D.C. with with Black Adam and and uh, I don't even know the Suicide Squad. You know, all these different things where they were big budget movies, they put big stars in them, and then they were just kind of didn't do very well. You know, making a movie's a gamble, and to the point that was asked. I'm sure there is a little bit of fatigue going on with general audiences. There is the, the diehard Marvel people that will see anything that, that Marvel releases. So it's, it's there's that audience there, but to the general public, you have to make something that is, is appealing to the mass market. And, you know, maybe Ant Man 3 was not, you know, people forgot about Ant Man because it's been so long. It's, you know, Ant -Ant Man's not Iron Man. You can't just be like, okay, it's Iron Man. Everybody at this point knows who Iron Man is. You know, Iron Man has become a high, you know, top tier character when he wasn't in the comics, you know, prior to the MCU. Ant-Man, you know, and Spider-Man has, like, been the most popular character that has existed at one point. Like, Spider-Man is very popular, Captain America, you know, Thor, all some of these. That's why they pick these characters for the original Avengers. Uh, not Spider-Man, but you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. So when they make an Ant-Man 3 so far away from Ant-Man's 1 and 2, people don't have any context. And they don't want to have to do homework to be like, well, I have to watch... Ant-Man 1, and Ant-Man and the Wasp, and, oh, I have to watch Doctor Strange to know what's going on here, and I have to watch Black Panther. Sometimes it's just too much for, I think, the general viewing audience to, you know, somebody's, like, you know, 58-year-old mom isn't going to want to just go see Ant-Man if they have no context for Ant-Man. So yeah, um, there I think there's just a, a bigger... A bigger issue in the sequel machine and you know marvel has its formula that these movies are structured like this and every movie is structured basically the same like they've they've basically admitted it i've i've i think in interviews kevin feige's talked about different ways that they make marvel movies and so each movie has a structure that's pretty much the same and you none of these movies can really stand on their own without the movies surrounding them. Some of them, like Ant-Man in the Wasp Quantumania, is basically a stepping stone movie to get you to the other movies that are coming. It's bridging these gaps. So it it really is of no consequence of itself. It's not just like the first Ant-Man was like, this is an Ant-Man movie and we're doing an Ant-Man thing. And it's fun and whatever. And I still haven't seen uh, Ant Man and Lost Quantumania, so I don't have a horse in this race. But just based on what I've read and and seen, it's not doing so hot. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, long story short, yeah, I think there's a little f- superhero fatigue, possibly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you both bring up
1: like some some great points, right? I I think that. You know, at the beginning of the MCU, it was really easy to see how each film was able to stand on its own individual plot, right? Regardless of Mm -hmm. how good or how bad the plots were for some of those films. But, you know, at one point when they realized, like, wow, we have this integrated universe that we can, you know, uh, tap into. That's when it became interesting because for the comic fans... It allowed you to expand a universe you already knew and see it on screen and enjoy the story that was being told. I think one of the things that we're suffering with right now is that so much of the passing of the torch relies on these old characters. Like We had to get through all of WandaVision, which was great, right? I loved WandaVision, but we had to get through all of WandaVision, Multiverse of Madness, and even then we still haven't been told hey here's wiccan and speed and so comic book fans that know the origin of those characters are chomping at the bit already to see them introduced or in a way where we know like oh the new avengers are coming so a lot of it is speculation we've kind of gotten the teases we know that certain films are coming but it's taking so long to get to a certain point where they get together introducing certain aspects of the MCU imagine how crazy or remember how crazy we went when at the end of Miss Marvel we heard the snippet of sound of the X-Men theme song from the 90s the cartoon when they mentioned the word mutant and we like oh ah, they're coming Ah, ah, ah," you know so I A lot of it just feels like it's dragging at this point. So I understand why some people uh, are experiencing the superhero fatigue, right? On top of the Mm -hmm. fact that, like you mentioned earlier, they were just stacking them one after another, one show after another. And that could be why they said, all right, well, let's halt these. Let's not release them. And I wonder if if it's a couple of things. One, they are changing the stories now to speed them up to bring more substance to each one of them and to add more to the story so that we add more characters. And then the other thing that I think it's suffering from is the, the last, the infinity saga was very central to earth and things that were happening. And yeah, there was some time travel. There was a little bit of space and stuff like that with guardians, but the multiverse saga opened up the multiverse, right? And at first, you were kind of excited. I know that I was. It's like, oh, my God, they they have, like, endless stories to tell. But even comic books in a series have to concentrate on one particular thing. There's so many properties that are spanning off into so many directions right now that it's hard to keep track, like you said, Andrew, of, like, you have to do your homework of – you know, what do I have to know before I finally watch this film to understand it? And because they don't start the films with last time on <laughs> the MCU, you know, in Mar- the multiverse saga, like they don't have recaps or anything like that. So it does make it difficult if each one is a stepping stone to the bigger stories they want to tell in a couple of years versus just making a really good film at the time that people can enjoy that just happens to expand the story, you know, overall. Because Ant-Man, like you said, I I don't know the exact number because I've seen multiple numbers bounce around, but the one that I saw from a couple weeks ago said that in order to break even it has to make over 700 million over 700 million that's crazy, crazy. just to break yeah. even I get it big blockbuster films but uh especially with the introduction of the x-men or the mutants or however they do it like it's cool if they tell these parallel stories but they might have to reel it in a little bit for people to become interested again because it is getting, more and more difficult to follow them. And if you're not as inclined to continue reading the comics or follow the stories, uh, and that's the other thing, they do change the stories from the comics to cater to the film world, right? Just so that they fit within the confines of a movie. It, you're going to begin to lose a lot of people, and I, I feel like we're already seeing that with the drop off that we've seen with Ant Man, and uh, honestly, even going back to Thor: Love and Thunder, like Thor: Love and Thunder was funny, but I don't think it made anywhere near what they were expecting it to make, and even that film was heavily criticized for, you know, what it what it was as a film. So, I mean, maybe it's a good idea that they're that they're going back and they're you know remaneuvering some of the stuff that they want to put out but uh i don't i i don't think i'm experiencing superhero fatigue but i think i understand where that criticism is coming from from a lot of people and i think all of the points that uh you pointed out i think really really speak to that so uh, but I, I'd love to hear what others have to say about this, especially if you're a big comic fan and, of course, if you're not a big comic fan and how you feel it's being balanced out by Marvel and the MCU. Uh, if you if you have any thoughts, we'd love to hear them. Join the community over on Discord. Uh, joining is super simple. Head over to podcasterscom slash links. There you will find links to some of our... Uh, Some of our most frequently used links like the latest podcast episode, a Quizneyland playlist, links to our YouTube channel, and the Goofy Guys Adventures YouTube channel, uh, and of course, a link to join our Discord. A couple clicks and you'll be a part of the community. Uh, Let us know how you feel. Uh, We'd love to continue the conversation there. Uh, Hey, since I'm talking about the links page, another link that is available there is for the FGP squad. The FGP Squad, if you are unaware, are a group of listeners that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. We like to call them our podcast fairy godparents, but somewhere along the way, they became the FGP Squad, and we love it. Uh, being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks, like access to additional content on Patreon that we've posted, access to our happy hour calls, random gifts, uh access to a special section on the Discord, and more. If you have any additional questions about what being a part of the FGP Squad is all about, feel free to send uh, feel free to send us a message. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. But of course, to all of the members of the FGP Squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. So, continuing with this Bob Iger talk, uh, there was another thing that I found pretty interesting, and we kind of already felt like this was something that might be coming because it was kind of an easy win for Bob, like coming into his role again. But he spoke a little bit about how Disney was too aggressive with the pricing for the parks and that they're looking into reducing pricing uh, we already saw the announcement several weeks ago where Josh Tomorrow was talking about adding additional days, um, like multiple days were going to become available over the course of the next several months during the Disney 100 celebration. We saw certain changes like being able to park hop earlier. This comment by bob Iger is interesting because part of what he said and i'm paraphrasing because i don't have the exact quote in front of me but if i remember correctly it was somewhere along the lines of uh they're going to reduce prices but they found a way to continue being profitable but they're not going to change park capacity either and if they don't change park capacity to get more people in then how are they going to be more profitable by lowering ticket prices your thoughts on these comments and kind of like this odd thing of Disney retracting ticket prices, which we haven't really seen in years.
0: It's an interesting comment. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The only thing I could, that's popping up in my head um, just for visual mental picture is, my face would be the Justin Timberlake uh, reaction where he's just like, what? <laughs> Bro, we, we've known about this, but I don't know how this is going to happen. But that sounds very lovely. But again, how are you going to do this when you just... Yeah, okay. Just, just, okay. All right, Bobby, sure. <laughs> I, I have no idea how he's going to how this is going to play off. Um, because, yeah, if you lower prices, more people will come. Well, then, you're right. How will that happen if you don't change capacity? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he has a magic wand and it just bippity-boppity-boo everything and voila, it all is magic. I don't know. I really don't know.
1: <laughs> like, I'm curious to know exactly what the crowds have been like right because i know larry goes really frequently and so he's in the park Mm -hmm. you know multiple days a week i like every time i see video or pictures or something of the park they look crowded yeah it feels like they're already crowded and i understand that they're not crowded at like 2019 and before levels because at that point I think Disney realized the mistake that they made by having so many APs in the park at the same time. The fact that we were able to use the park as just uh, a quick uh, getaway for everything and every day at any time, they realized the mistake that they made, right? So they're trying to correct that from a business standpoint. So like you said, that the point you made is exactly why this whole thing is so confusing because If they're not going to let more people in the park, where is this money going to come from? But I want to make sure we ask Larry the next time he's on the podcast about how he feels crowd levels have been the days that he's gone to the park.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, it is uh, mind boggling just like how these statements contradict themselves. And maybe they're, you know... they're lowering ticket prices, but raising food prices or or re- reducing portions again to accommodate that and dah, 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 to make more money based on that. Or you know, ticket price is just one of many factors that that uh, that play into your visit to a Disney park. So um, there there's there's plenty of other ways that they can get their money. Um, out of people and yeah you know it is nice to hear that he realizes that the ticket uh price and the park's price has gotten out of hand now that is it you know who knows where this this uh magical profits for less money comes from uh hopefully it's not more layoffs or reduced you know staffing or whatever you know affecting cast members um but you never know at at this point uh it can be anything (laughs) um so uh it's you know would I love to pay less for my my magic key yes would I love to pay less for a churro and a coke or whatever yeah I would or you know They have like apparently they have fifty five dollar pins now, which I saw once, which is I think is ridiculous. Um, And they're not even that big, so yeah, yeah, the all all the prices have gotten out of hand. Um, So yeah, it's a good thing, and they they won't say they've reduced prices; they've just made made cheaper days available they didn't actually lower the price of anything they they made a new ticket tier available that tier zero which is weird and made more of those days available so we're still not going backwards in price they just stopped raising the prices and made some of the days not those tiers so it's not like they're like, oh well, now it's going to be ninety nine dollars a day or whatever. No, 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 no. We're still, we're still in the this price model that's set. It's just w- what the days, uh, crowd wise, they're calling it or whatever. This special promotion for the Disney one hundred celebration or what have you, whatever you want to call it. It's still just they they raise the prices, but the, the cheaper tier is more available, so is a good thing, but doesn't affect me personally in the you know at this point because i have a you know a a magic key so it's it's uh fine for now i guess i don't have to deal with it but also you know while we're at it can we just call them annual passes again and you know everybody will be happy (laughs) uh let's just do that while we're at it uh because i i still am calling it annual pass uh except for just right now because i was forcing myself to say magic key because i remembered (laughs) what they were called this time good job (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, it's whatever with the, the naming and stuff, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I believe it when I see it, when, when, with this profit and cheaper and whatever happens. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see, uh, that's, that's all we can really do at this point. That's, that's, I, I, I really need to go back and like relist it and see how many times I said, we'll see uh over the past like two years or whatever just see we'll see we'll see enough time We'll see. I'll make like a hyper I'll make a hyper cut of just me saying we'll see it'll be hilarious <laughs> and everybody will laugh uh
1: well I mean like I said you you both bring up great points again um the idea of you know not increasing capacity I, honestly it's a good thing I think the reservation system as hated as it is has helped to balance those levels in a way that although annoying i think really has helped people being able to get on attractions a lot more frequently and not having to you know wait in crazy lines for stuff like they used to um but You know, there was a couple of things that you mentioned that we've kind of heard already, right? Like at one point, they did talk about reducing portion sizes, which came with a little bit of an insult. So that could be where they make up some of the money. Uh, The portion sizes were already small to begin with in certain locations and overly priced. But are we going to get to a point where they're going to start saying like, okay, you got to count out exactly 10 fries with this burger meal? Right. Like nobody wants to see that. So I hope that's not where it is. But at the same time, I would prefer to see that over losing more cast members. Right. Like the the struggles that the cast members are already going through right now with all of the layoffs that are happening. And then with uh, some of the challenges that they were having with the unions and trying to get more pay for cast members to get like a livable wage. Like, I would much prefer to see like uh, an extra dollar or so tacked onto a burger meal or whatever the case is rather than see a cast member you know get laid off or suffer because of, of these budget cuts. you know what I mean. So it, yeah, like you said, Andrew, the statements contradict themselves in many ways as they're saying them. like it sounds great to investors and on the surface, it sounds really great for park goers, but at what cost like what are we losing? you know are they gonna raise the price of genie plus are they gonna raise the price of you know lightning lane like where where are they gonna make up for this because it's got to get rid of Genie Plus while we're at it right well listen listen uh well i guess lightning lane is
2: really the one that i enjoy more so
1: yeah okay get rid of genie plus whatever well but here's the (laughs) thing
2: like have you have you like if you look at any of these like the lightning lane cute like lines that have been like on busy days, the line is longer than, <laughs> yes. than any fast pass line that has ever existed ever. The yep. th- These lightning lanes. And there, it's like a 10 to one ratio, 10 lightning lanes to one. It's, if there was no lightning lane, everybody would wait less time. It's, it's, there's been studies on this. I've talked about it before. The, if there was no fast pass, no lightning lane, everybody would wait less time. Yeah. So they would make less money uh, overall. They, <laughs> well, but yeah, but they weren't making any money on fast pass in the first place. It was just a mental thing. So it's, it's true. It's just like a, it's just a like, Ooh, I get to skip the line, but then, you know, whatever. But yes, just get rid of it all. I, Anyway, back to your point. Just uh, you brought it up. You get rid of it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, again, I want to toss it out to the listeners and the community and see how everybody feels about these comments and changes. Uh, because, like I said, I I'm OK with paying a little bit more for a meal here and there. If it's going to mean, you know, that, you know, 25 percent of the cast member workforce isn't going to be gone in a week. And I mean, look, we've already seen that. There have been um some struggles maintaining the park with attractions with not having enough cast members and you know things breaking down, things not being uh they things not looking as Disney as they've looked as as we've seen them in the past, right and so i I think we're on I think we're on the trajectory of getting like better at all of this like with the with bringing back Bruce Vaughn, for instance. I think that's a huge change that's going to be impactful within the next couple of years. Like, I don't think we're going to see the impact of him coming back in the next six months to a year. I think because of development and you know building and all of that stuff, it's probably not until like twenty twenty five, twenty six, where we're going to finally begin to see some of those changes uh, take into effect. But it's it's worth at least talking about that. It finally feels like Disney's listening. I think that's the best way to cap this conversation is that after all the complaining and all of the struggles that we've had from a guest and a consumer standpoint, there are some things that are changing. And if you continue to speak with your wallet, Disney will continue to make changes. Right. Because that's where this change is coming from. People finally got to the point where people were getting priced out and the experience wasn't as optimal as it was prior to them being priced out. So, yeah, I'd love to hear uh, where the conversations lead us and uh, other people's thoughts on this, because I think everybody experiences this in a different manner everybody visits the park at different times of the year some people go more often so yeah i i'm really interested to see how people feel uh, on this particular topic so join us on discord uh join the community again like i stated earlier we'd love to hear your thoughts on this hey speaking of stuff changing in the park two big changes that happened this last week toontown reopened and uh, mm-hmm. we got a surprise new character with the reopening of Toontown. It's Pete the Cat. Was that good,
2: Andrew? Mm. Was that good enough? That, that sounded pretty good. All right. I can't I, do I can't do a Pete to save my life. I can't do a, a Jim Cummings. <laughs> yeah, Jim Cummings voice is not anywhere in the same register as mine. So I can't do any of the Jim Cummings voices, um, which are a lot. And I wish I could. But uh, yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. I've, I feel I like I was, was better when my kids were really
1: into watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse because it started off with the oh it's Mickey the mouse, right? And then from there I was able <laughs> yeah. to build on top of that, but I haven't done that in so long that I like I was halfway through doing it when I realized, "Oh, that was
2: horrible." <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I say good job. Me well, too. thank you. <laughs> so, Pete, it Toontown.
0: Yeah. Yes, he I saw cool. <laughs> it looks
2: very cool. I saw a video. I think it was uh, uh, Disney Dan. Um, he does he does like the history of the the costume characters and stuff like that on YouTube. And he had uh, he had done one recently on Pete. And there has only been two appearances of a costume Pete ever. Uh, one was one year in a parade uh, at Disneyland and the other was like in a weird ice capade or a Disney on ice or something. Wow. Those are the only two appearances <laughs> of a costume Pete ever. They both were very scary looking. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so this is, this is a very, very good looking uh, Pete costume. He looks fantastic, blends in with the, with the whole gang uh, perfectly. So uh, I think he's very cool. I'm excited to see Pete in person if I ever get the chance. Yeah,
0: he looks good cuddly which is weird because that's not Pete but he looks cool like best way to describe it is is everybody looks like they belong in Toontown like they have that uniform look Mm -hmm. and it's it's really really neat I this is where I kind of wish I had a key because I wouldn't mind seeing Pete he's a cat it's like yeah yay (laughs) more cats and stuff so (laughs) There you go.
2: Yeah, and Pete is the oldest Disney character. If if you if you uh, yeah. want to break it down, oldest Disney character that uh, uh, animated character going all the way back to the Alice comedies. So uh, yeah, peg leg Pete, then Pete, and you know it's uh, and only having two, this is the first meet and greet you could ever have with Pete. Uh, so that's that's uh, something uh, for the record books, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I love it. He does look great. I mean, I saw a couple of videos, uh, and he does look amazing. I was a little – so they had the mayor of Toontown as part of this presentation when they reopened up Toontown, right? And I understand that they want him to be, like, zany and stuff. But, one, why wasn't it like Mickey? Why wasn't Mickey the mayor of Toontown? And,
2: two, why did he look like the Mad Hatter, uh, yeah, the mayor of Toontown was a human man. Uh so that was very uh uh I did not uh appreciate some weird I it's like I don't know how it's like it's like uh somebody from another country becoming president of the United States or something like you gotta be, you gotta be attuned to be a, a mayor of Toontown or something. I don't know. I, I don't know if that sounds bad or not, but it's, it's it. <laughs> like, you know, that's the rules. If, if you're uh, if you want to be president, you have to be, you have to be born in the United States or whatever. I think that's the rules. I don't know. Somebody tell me, I'm sure that's the rules. Anyway. Um, it is, it's Toontown. All the residents of Toontown, are tunes, uh uh, by uh you can just tell you walk in and oh there's mickey mouse and there's roger rabbit maybe and uh yeah and then there's also this guy and he's the mayor of toontown and he was very fun uh but why how did he become the mayor of toontown i want to know was there some uh what 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 election uh happened (laughs) where where he became the mayor of toontown all eight residents of toontown voted for him so i mean he must be a good mayor uh if everybody voted for him but i think uh roger rabbit should have been the mayor of toontown uh it's i think that would probably go over poorly but uh uh i just i I miss my man there they he's never in any of this promotional material there's some always somehow i can bring this back to roger rabbit in any we're talking about They're like, okay, here we go. We're bringing Pete back, and, you know, we're odd numbers, so, uh, you know, because we had had Mickey and Minnie, and we have Pluto, and then for some reason his counterpart is Goofy, and then we got Donald and Daisy. And then, oh, we're adding Pete, so we got to add claribel because everybody loves claribel she's great we gotta have claribel you know all those movies claribel starred in that uh were directed by great directors and have a lot of cultural impact and on uh animation as a whole and filmmaking as a whole but no roger the freaking rabbit so anyway that's uh we get off my little soapbox bring Roger Rabbit back to Toontown. Hey, I'd redesign his costume while we're at it. Uh you know, his face is a little uh dated. Give him a little redesign too. Make him a little better looking. I use Roger Rabbit more. I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but uh yeah, Roger Rabbit is a great character and uh it should be in Toontown more. He has his own ride. So, uh have him in the park, please. Okay, what were we talking about again? <laughs> the Roger mayor Rabbit. of Toontown yeah. is that what we Rabbit. were talking about? Yeah. The yeah, we were talking about. Roger. <laughs> they were talking about the mayor of Toontown. Uh, so uh, Pete looks cool. Mayor of Toontown uh, was a human man. Uh, there you go. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs>
0: so you brought up a good point. I, I was thinking about how who like how would they present Pete? And yeah, I thought, oh, you know what, Roger would be good, but. I think that would have collided with Mickey because who would upstage Mickey, right? If Mickey's not presenting. But I would have thought, hey, you know, having him to introduce Pete to the whole gang would be cool. But then again, would Mickey just be standing on the side? No, because it's Mickey's Toontown and stuff. Why didn't Mickey bring him out? I don't know. Yeah, it is called Mickey's Toontown,
2: right? Right, right.
0: So yeah,
2: I, I, I guess know. it's it's kind <laughs> of like uh like uh you know KB Homes uh housing development you know it's just a brand Mickey's Toontown he's the de- Mickey's the developer of Toontown <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> funny guess. yeah um, the whole
1: like the way that the whole thing I don't know I think if if we combined all of our ideas right now I think mm-hmm. a great execution would and look this is this is coming from a place where like a decade ago, maybe longer, they used to have Mickey's Toontown Morning Madness, right? They had a whole thing in Toontown Mm -hmm. and the, like there was a human deputy mayor that would come out and Mm -hmm. would have a speech thing for Mickey who was the mayor of Toontown, right? So in the game, like the online game that they used to have for Toontown, Mickey was the mayor. So to not have him as the mayor of Toontown just seems odd. Now, If they had this celebration and with the reopening, like having somebody zany as the mayor of Toontown, Roger Rabbit would be a perfect fit because one, you give Roger uh, a purpose in Toontown outside of the attraction. Mickey can Mm -hmm. stay because if you notice, Mickey and Minnie... Uh, are not in their Disney one hundred attire in Toontown. They're in their standard attire, like their are everyday. Well, except attire.
2: Mickey's got like a, a new new outfit. He's got like yeah. a lou- lounge yeah. around outfit. It's not the yeah. Disney one hundred, but it's like a hoodie. <laughs> like... Well,
1: I mean, when they were doing the presentation, I I want to say that he was in the. But like he's he's gonna be in standard outfit throughout what he's doing in Toontown, right? Like when yes. you visit Mickey, His, Mickey you're still gonna hoodie. get the the rotation of Mickey there. So putting Roger in that role, like if he came out and he's like, hey, welcome to Mickey's Toontown. you know I a long time ago I was the mayor of this fine established town, but now I want to introduce you to the new mayor Roger Rabbit. You know, I think Mickey doing that would, one, not upstage Mickey, but again, give Roger Rabbit something to do in Toontown. It would be a great meet and greet, you know, to meet Mayor Roger, you know, or Mayor Rabbit, however you want to call him, uh, as part (laughs) of, you know, one of the meet and greets you could do at Toontown. And it would have just added that additional layer of Toontowniness that it, like, it needs, right? Not that having a ton of meet and greets is great i know that one of disney's ways recently of bringing something new and exciting to the parks is a new meet and greet that's what they default to for everything now um but in this instance i just feel it was such a missed opportunity to not do something like that
2: yeah i mean and if you need a human mayor who who uh who who else is who's who do you, I can't even talk I'm so like I'm excited <laughs> about this idea. Um who's helped out the toon so much, saved them from getting dipped by judge doom, none other than Eddie Valiant. Have Eddie Valiant, honorary mayor of Toontown. All the kids would love this old 1940s drunkard to be the mayor you know meet and greet with eddie valiant in his little short tie with his flask in his pocket uh honorary mayor of toontown eddie valiant that's that's what i if you need a human man to be the mayor uh get old eddie valiant out there but um yeah, that, that I just had that idea. I thought it'd be funny. I also looked up this video of the opening ceremony and yeah, Mickey is wearing his like hoodie and like a weird stripy shirt and like Adidas. Um, yeah, interesting. Adidas. <laughs> is well, he is, is he in the, the,
1: the outfit
2: that they use for like yeah. the walks and stuff like that? His like athletic Mickey look. No, this is like, a, the, the, with Toontown, Mickey got a new costume for being, like, lounging around the house, Mickey. Minnie's still all, like, oh, prim classy, and proper yeah. with, like, polka dot dress and everything. Everybody else is in their thing, but Mickey's like, I gotta wear, oh, uh, this life is stressful. I need comfy clothes. I'm wearing a hoodie and, <laughs> and my sneakers. So, I, I think it's funny, as yellow sneakers have, like, two little stripes on them. Like, this I, I uh, he got three stripes, <laughs> but, yeah. Isn't
1: doesn't this outfit – I think this is the one that resembles the outfit that they used during his birthday celebration when they used that Tony Ferrari song where he was, like, dancing uh, around the world. You know what, what I'm talking about? No, but I'll Google it. It was the, – the the song was called What We Got. It was for Mickey's birthday, like, three or four years ago. Oh, yes, it is
2: – sor- I see this. It is sort of similar, yes. It's not exactly the same, but it is quite similar. Um. This is, uh, it's a black kind of, uh, hoodie with a, just a solid white shirt, um, uh, with the, the black hoodie has a yellow lining. I found the video. Um, so it is, it is very similar, um, to that, but, uh, Mickey has a kind of like three toned hoodie, uh, and then like a white stripey shirt and a D like yellow Adidas.
0: Good memory. No, I looked
2: it up. I looked out. No, I'm no, looking no. it up. <laughs> no, but Oh, I mean, Hazen's I, I memory of remembering yeah. the song. Yes. exactly.
0: <laughs> no, I would not have remember that.
1: Listen, there's times that my brain functions, and that happens like twice a year. I just used up one on the punch card, <laughs> so don't expect much uh, more of that to happen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a video from six years ago. I didn't even know this video has existed. So, look at you go, Hazen.
1: You know what it is? That's one of the core memories. I just used up one of my orbs. <laughs> I I think I remembered it because I really liked that song and when it first came out, uh, I probably watched the video on repeat for like a day and a half. Yeah. I remember him like I mean, walking but... up the Great Wall of China, like in the middle of the video at some point. So
2: And he's like walking a dog and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I was skipping through it. You know, if Mickey's gets to wear like a hoodie, why can't like Minnie wear like sweatpants or something? like right (laughs) slippers or whatever i don't know or like i i you know i don't know everybody should just have like uh sunday is a a casual sunday and everybody gets to wear sweatpants and all the characters wear sweatpants (laughs) and And pajamas or whatever (laughs) yeah it's it's the same fashion yeah, we gotta do. Lo- it's laundry day, so we have to. You know, you 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 bust out the whatever clothes, so you can get all your laundry. Relatable. Done. Yeah, so that's. <laughs> that's funny. I think that's what they should do on Sundays. They wear their lazy, uh, lounging around the house clothes. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally happening. Right? We find
0: out before this episode drops.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We see the post on Instagram. (laughs) Right. Starting next Sunday, join Mickey and his pals (laughs) in their PJ day. Yeah. (laughs) PJ night,
2: the next after dark event at Disneyland. (laughs) Oh. I I mean, they had the the PJs at the end of the at the twenty four hour they would have the PJs, but they all are like Everybody's wearing like Victorian PJs, like. But Mickey had like a big old like with the long like, johns uh, and the long like, like the, hat thing and like the long cap, like yeah, like, uh, Scrooge <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge with like a big yeah. long nightcap and a candle. It's so funny. Yeah. We just need like Mickey and like some like uh, I don't know uh, Rick and Morty pajama bottoms or so you know whatever you buy at Target. <laughs> <laughs> That would be so. Funny. A shirt with like some holes in it that was, you know, has stains. Oh, this is still OK for a PJ shirt yeah. or like a free free shirt. Mickey got from going to a, a work convention that just says like uh, you <laughs> it's like know, random software uh, name on there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uniball uh, ballpoint pens or whatever. <laughs> like uh, t- They make up they make up a logo that looks like Microsoft. It's like Mousersoft or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He got it at free at the convention and his uh uh, uh Slim Jim sleep pants or something. I'm trying to think right. of sleep pants. I've seen it in Target before. <laughs>
1: uh, it's funny. Uh all right, so another big thing that reopened in the park was Indiana Jones. Almost immediately, we started seeing people posting some of the changes. Mel, tell us about the reopening of Indiana Jones.
0: Okay, so before we start, we got to insert like five seconds of Raiders March just to build up the anticipation of finally having it open. So just play it. Pretend. Yeah, yeah so (laughs) oh wasn't that great just Just leave this part in and don't
2: put it in (laughs) right
0: (laughs) oh my gosh it's been forever like we were supposed to get a refurb in 2020 that didn't happen of course we all know the story yeti yeti fast forward we have a brand new reopening the temple looks beautiful on the inside. I've been hearing from friends who've got to visit recently, and I hope Larry got a chance to see it because, ooh, it's pretty. It's so pretty. So, Temple of the Forbidden Eye. What did what did they do? They did a lot. Um, remember how we were talking about the mapping projection and we were seeing some stuff being leaked or whatnot, and so we're seeing pictures come up, videos come up, and what they've done is they've added bright lighting, they've added things, how would I say this, back to where it used to be, like the um, the spike room, that works again, which is great, yay, because it hasn't in, I don't know, what is it, five years-ish, plus, maybe, just saying, it hasn't been recently, so there you go. Um, from the get-go of going inside, you get to see almost everything, like, so clearly, and some of these pictures make me, make me sad I can't see this in person, because, uh I miss this place so much. So it brings me joy to see everything really pretty, really bright. You could see really cool things happening on Mara's face. Yay. And we have an addition to one of the most boring places inside the attraction itself. Thank you, Imagineers. Thank you because it has been. So weird having to just drive through in a Jeep and it is a pitch black room with nothing to offer. You just hear the music, which is all right, but we have a new scene, which uh, is so cool. So in the new scene, I may get some things wrong because I'm going off my memory and I'm tired. So, all right, basically, you know, when you're, oh, wait, 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 wait. Back up, back up. See, this is how excited I am. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Back up a little bit. After the bridge, the snake, we were talking about the snake and how it looked like Onyx. It looks, it is back. It is repainted. It looks fantastic as yellow and like bronzy red. Yay. Thank you, Imagineers, for that because you just gave it new, you know, new life. Something, again, we've been desperately needing for a while. So, yay on that then we keep going and as you go under the bridge you go to your you swerve a little bit to your left you come around it's no longer a dark room and it is now pretty much a another part of the temple where you think hey this is the way to go through right nope mario's like no 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 lasers that was really bad interpretation of lasers but there you go that Lightning. Yes, thank you. Like <laughs> I am trying my best here. You see that and suddenly the wall just collapsed in front of you. And you escape and you go through and you see the dart room, which looks vibrant as, you know, as it could be. So it's, to me, I'm so excited because, again, that room was so, so lifeless and i actually have a story about that room too so about 10 years ago larry and rebecca were with me at the time i've always wanted to like break down in the middle of the of the attraction somewhere nice and pretty right no we break down in the dark room with nothing <laughs> so yeah that was fun that was a lot of fun it's just in the dark room they only had a fan that's another story <laughs> which they think you don't see but you saw it That's my little side story. I have a picture to prove it. We're all in the dark in a jeep. (laughs) I'll send that to you guys (laughs) soon. So, yeah, that was fun. But everything else now looks so, so good. I'm just jealous of everybody who could see this because, again, some of us, we've been waiting for this. So, I'm, yeah i think i need to stop rambling andrews go talk (laughs) okay stuff
2: (laughs) yeah so it's funny that like some of this stuff like some of the stuff that they've changed or added is is kind of a lot of people aren't going to notice it but people like us will like just the the they've changed the projections again on mara's face and uh especially the uh when you're in the the treasure room where Mara's face is gold, it is like shiny gold. It's before it kind of looked a little dull and all this stuff they've, they've figured out whatever they've done with the projectors and, and, you know, maybe it's just upping the brightness or they've had a different, you know, graphic artist on this. So Mara's looking shiny gold in those rooms. Mm -hmm. So that's very cool. The the, upgraded projectors and and projections uh, look great on Mara's face. Um, Also, uh, when, uh, Indy is holding back the gates of doom, uh, that there's a, now a video screen, uh, behind that door, as opposed to what before was like, uh, some swirling fabric, uh, mm-hmm. with lights on. Now it's like a video screen. So that is now playing very cool effects, um yeah it also just seems like a lot of the timing you know and they do this every time the timing gets tightened up on stuff you know with with the music when when cannons are supposed to go off and lasers are supposed to go off and yada 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 that stuff will get out of sync with time but with these this first opening um it is uh back in in sync as it should be. And yeah, like you said the 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 snake completely different paint job. It actually looks like a different snake. Like the mold looks yeah. different. The the, yeah. the the cowl of the snake it looks more like a like a Cobra or something as opposed to whatever it was before. And it is is less green and more brown and, and uh, stuff like that. So it looks great. Um, the lighting is very, very vibrant. It looks like they've switched a lot to uh, more LEDs and more uh, black lighting to make everything really pop. Um, yeah, and then that, that dark room, um, it's still – I was watching a, a comparison – and the dark room is still a dark room. Now they, they do project those lasers on there and it's for about, you know, or it's like electricity and lasers, or whatever, for it's about like an three energy seconds. Or like lightning. It's right? like yeah, it's like yeah. some kind of lightning or whatever you wanna call it. And it goes like and it shoots down the, the you know, part of the dark hallway. And that's great. But you still just break down. Like, that happens, but you then just stop there in the dark still. And that that's still true. happens. <laughs> and then where the new scene is is where the rats were. So it's mm-hmm. it's in the place of the rats, which was also just a effect that just never worked properly. Um, because you had to project onto, like, smoke or haze. And it was just... it it was always blowing around because of the AC and the vehicles moving everything. So you could barely see the effect working. Um, So it is at the end of that uh, long hallway and yeah, it's, they've added some texture with bricks and, and there's some uh, like uh, columns with like fire bowls and, and things like that that are with some smoke uh, coming out of them. And, They've cut into that wall a little bit, so there's a video screen or a projection. I, th- I think it's a video screen. I'm not 100% sure. It looks I, like it. It's... Yeah. Uh, it, you know what? No, I think it's a projection screen. Either way, it doesn't really matter. It serves the same purpose of... Uh, Mara is blasting away a, uh, a possible route of your escape. Blasts away in the rocks and it crumbles and uh, whatever. And this is right before the... Uh, the dart room as melissa said um you know as i've speculated and asked for before uh but it hasn't happened yet it's unlikely to happen but i still just want a solid animatronic in that you know he pops out from a door like hey how's it going what's going on how are you like he you know pops out in this dark room and does something there there's got to be something they can do in this dark room because you just stop there and i understand the stop you know, the stop is is for timing purposes of, of, you know, that's how they kind of adjust with the unload and, and loading stuff is they just built in this weird little stop. But why not put something there? It is still, you know, they've done stuff, but why not, like, put a weird projection of Mara going like, ha, 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 something, 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 and then the whole hallway, like, engulfs in flames for half a second or something. Room, and then your Jeep takes off, like... I I don't I don't know I'm saying like a bunch because I'm I'm spitballing here but <laughs> there, there it seems like this was a great upgrade and I'm very so very happy that it is here. And I can't wait to see it in person. But it feels like they, you know, they're at the the two yard line, the one yard line, or something. Sports ball reference or whatever. They <laughs> they have the equipment and the things to do something very cool in that space where you sit in blackness. And and why why not just in like just fill that room with projections and and do something very cool for that couple of seconds that really kind of puts you. Like, you know, scares you a little bit or something because you're not expecting it, like let it go dark and then then fill the whole room with projections, you know, uh, or something. And, you know, the whole room catches on fire. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what that is, but it feels like that's the perfect canvas for for just a bunch of projectors now is there just like a bunch of pipes and stuff in there that they can't project on I don't know I, I mean Melissa's been in the dark room it's just walls and stuff right it's nothing just exciting. Walls. yeah nothing. so <laughs> it, it feels like th- there there could be something very cool there um and you know there there could be I'm sure there's operational reasons and something something blah 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 I don't know but it it feels so close to being something that could be like very outstanding in that that hallway. And it's just it it you still sit in that darkness. now, to, but before i turn this into 20 minutes of talking about what could have been everything else looked great <laughs> the boulders great indy's face is moving again he's swinging around on that rope uh the dart room looks great um yeah the the all the effects are working every everything looks great i am so happy that indiana jones is back the like you had mentioned melissa the cue uh the, the q effects are working again the you pull the you pull the bamboo stick and the ceiling collapses and everything that's back and the the pull the rope and he talks the, the, all the all the effects they they you know the skulls are nice and dusted uh, <laughs> everywhere so everything's nice and shiny and clean so yeah, I am very excited for uh, Indiana Jones, Temple of Forbidden Eye, to have returned. Now, I have not watched the Q any Q videos, to see if Sala's full spiel and the newsreels are back. Um, so maybe I'll let Hazen talk, and then I will look that up. Uh, I mean, I think you both hit on pretty much everything...
1: Uh, that I wanted to hit on. Uh, I will say that the projections all the way around, especially when you're entering like the chamber door, like it's still just a single chamber that you're going through. it's still you know there there's no change there, but the projections look really enhanced and I can't mm-hmm. tell I've seen enough videos that I know that certain people film with like 4k cameras and they have like really great bright, versions of the video that don't look like it would to the human eye when you're on the attraction. But I've also seen a couple of videos that are closer to what I think you would see when you're on the attraction. And even those just look so much better than they did before. Like they're just brighter. There's more detail. uh, Everything just looks way more enhanced. Uh, They it just it just looks fantastic. Uh, The piece that they added with the crumbling portion, I kind of dig that. I, I like that they added that little... It, it feels so fast and so quick, but it it makes sense in the context of the attraction. So it, it I feel like that's going to be lost really quickly as, oh, that was probably there this whole time because it fits so well with the attraction. The idea that you tossed out, though... I love that idea of enhancing it by adding a portion where if you're forced to stop and if you have walls, it's the perfect opportunity to use projections. And maybe maybe the reason they don't use the projections is because they can't get the angle just right so that it doesn't look skewed when they're projecting it without projecting like people's shadows or something on the other side. Like maybe that's part of the reason why they're not doing it. Um, But the idea of halting there and then having some kind of sound effect where it looks like the Jeep is breaking down right before you get there and you hear Mara say something like,
2: your, your no. vehicle, yeah, like your vehicle <laughs> yeah. will, is
1: cursed, and I have you now. Like, you, you've I don't know, whatever they want to add to that. But then you see like the flames, or you see that same energy burst, and then you see flames, and maybe you see a projection of Mara's face, or like maybe like two big hands, you know, on the sides mm-hmm. of the walls, like left and right hand that look like they're about to grab onto you as the Jeep comes back to life and takes off again you know yeah. like ah uh, the more that i think about it the more i agree with you that it was just a missed opportunity to do something super special there maybe they're waiting for the next anniversary i don't know but that's just I, in like, 2 years <laughs> right <laughs> but for me i just i remember seeing all these videos and we even joked about it in our text chain where we're like oh wow look at all these effects are working And that's the last time they worked for the next 15 years. (laughs) Sad but true. Sad. (laughs) It's just Indy has such a bad reputation of breaking down all the time and just having these effects go out that, you know, if you have an opportunity to see them, even if it's on YouTube, if you can't make it out to the park, just go watch them because they're so well done. Um, But, yeah, I'm – I'm psyched. I hope I get a chance to see these sometime soon uh, before they break down before they're gone again you know for the <laughs> next 15, 17 years or whatever it is. The snake it, it just it looks so different it it just it looks mm-hmm. so like i I'm never a, a big fan of snakes but you know credit where credit is due it just seems it seems like it belongs as part of that now. like it doesn't see it doesn't feel out of place like it used to. So, yeah, I I dig it. Uh, I'd love to see more of this type of refurbishment on other attractions. Uh, but I think this is a really great start. I agree with you, Andrew. I think it still has a little bit more to go before it's like absolutely,
2: you know. Oh, dude, that's where they could add the Sala animatronic. Well, yeah, that's that's what I that's want. It. But that's what where the Sala animatronic should be is in the dark room, right? That's what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. but. Mm-hmm. I think I think you know it the 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 ride is a little you know I I'm the biggest chicken on the planet and you know th- this is my favorite ride attraction whatever you want to call it. it's a ride you ride a thing whatever um it's my favorite and I I was a big chicken I was afraid of it when I was a kid and and everything so the this ride is a little scary but it could use kind of like I think it could use a little bit of a a jump scare and I think that's where where this, that dark hallway would, would, you know, come into that. Because especially if you've been on it before and you stop in that dark hallway and then, you know, if even if you use video screen instead of projection, um, then you can get away with the shadows and stuff. And, you know, LED video screen can go completely black. So if you, if you go in that dark hallway and it's completely black and then just all of a sudden something happens and the whole room is engulfed in video of of something whatever it may be um you know even if it's that uh something something you didn't mention was the you know we see uh the ghost uh mara oh, that's right. that i oh, think has right. been read uh redone it's very very vibrant so maybe you even have a couple of those mara ghosts you know go Rah! scream through and then the whole thing i i still wanted the whole thing just like the room to just be on fire i think it would be very cool for <laughs> half a second more fire. and your jeep peels out <laughs> and gets out of there and then boom two more lasers knocks out that wall that we see there it would be just very cool and i don't think it would take too much to accomplish that um i mean it's only money right josh tomorrow says they have no shortage of money so, right uh, there you go yeah and also <laughs> I, I looked up the go. video and uh they have uh the, of the queue the the full solace spiel is there but it's just on a loop so they do not do the Eye on the Globe are not Aww. back. So also bring Eye on the Globe back. It's fun. And no, but, everybody likes But it.
1: listen, listen. If they don't what? bring back Eye on the Globe they can add Sala in the dark room and it could go something like this. You enter the dark room, the, the okay. jeep is buttering. you hear Mara laugh, right? And all of a sudden you start uh-huh. seeing these two hands or like the ghost Mara appearing uh-huh. and then you see Sala on the side holding a torch trying to like hold back Mara as the jeep Sala continues. has like the
2: staff of Ra or something. Yes, is, something. Is like, oh. You know what?
0: <laughs> we did see a robot recently that could maneuver and move. So here, there you go. Are we going to see Salon
1: rollerblades the... and tumbling around <laughs> in, the,
0: yes. in the temple?
2: <laughs> hey. You know, that would be cool if you had like a, a animatronic that like rolled it. Just imagine that in an attraction that an animatronic like goes in front of like and around your vehicle or something while <gasps> you stay put. That would be something like... That would be fun. Yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> so... I,
0: um, I mean, technically, yes. it's
1: possible if you have uh, the is. type of ride system that you have on, like Runaway Railway, or you know, yeah, some of these list, newer attractions. All the yeah, flat. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Josh, look, we just threw out a couple of great ideas. I, now's the time. Put me in contact with Bruce. We got this, man. We got this. It's only money. <laughs> it's only <Yeah>. money. <laughs> All right. Well, again, we'd love to hear your thoughts on some of these latest additions. Uh, Like I said, if you haven't had an opportunity to see the videos of the enhancements that they've made to the Indiana Jones attraction, take a look. And if you have an opportunity to see it in person, let us know what it was like. We'd love to hear uh, your experience and what it was like, especially if you were used to seeing the attraction with everything broken after a day. (laughs) um so yeah again join the community over on discord we love to hear your thoughts so uh all right i think we're getting close to capping off this episode so i think now is a perfect time for us to jump into great moments with mr andrew to round out this here episode what do you think andrew
2: let's do it yeah this is uh luckily uh we're we're kind of in the same boat as we were last week a little short one uh we've been uh you know Uh, talk a little bit i've been rambling so uh luckily this one's a little shorter so we'll just jump right into it uh the years this year this uh, week are 1945 and 1946 Uh, a little bit of the same from last week uh we're still dealing with world war ii and that shows in the output of the company uh in january uh 1945 walt steps down as president of walt disney productions appointing roy as his successor um on february 3rd uh, Disney releases The Three Caballeros in the U.S., but is pulled shortly thereafter due to poor reviews. Uh, this package film includes the segments Cold Blooded Penguin, The Flying Gauchito. Ga- I can't say it. Say it for me, somebody. Gauchito. I don't You're, know. Right. You're right. The Flying you Gauchito it. by you got Bahia it. and La Pinata. Good uh, job. Pinata. Pinata. No, I don't know. Pinata, you got it. You got it. No, it's not pi- It's. P- Okay, whatever. I don't know. I doubt myself. It's tomato, tomato. Okay. Keep going. Whatever. Potato to <laughs> potato. Um, in October, Pinocchio is re-released into theaters. In December, uh, a draft of a then live-action animated hybrid of Alice in Wonderland is submitted. Uh, this would go on to become the Alice in Wonderland film we know today. And after returning from his war service as a master sergeant in the Marines, Art Babbitt applied to be rehired to the studio. Uh, Walt refused, even though the National Labor Relations Board ordered him to rehire uh, Art. Uh, But Walt uh, felt betrayed by Art for being the main leader in the animator strike. Uh, But uh, Art was eventually rehired. Um, this year, the company released uh, 22 shorts and made 21 films for private companies and the government. Uh, birthdays in 1945, we have Tom Selleck. His Disney connection is anybody? Meet the Robinsons. I was going to try and guess, but I don't want to pull us uh, back. Uh, March 31st, Ed Catmull from Pixar. Uh, April 2nd, Linda Hunt, uh, who voiced Grandmother Willow in Pocahontas. Uh, July 20th Harrison Ellenshaw son of Peter Ellenshaw uh, Harrison is also uh, a very talented artist uh, Matt Painter on uh, Star Wars the original Star Wars film mm. uh, he was the lead visual effects supervisor on Tron the original Tron the uh, first nice. person to to hold that title ever of uh, visual effects supervisor. Um, Wow. July 23rd, Edie McClurg, uh, voice actor. Uh, She's been in like a jillion billion things. Wreck-It Ralph Frozen, many, many things. Uh, July 26th, Helen Mirren uh disney connections monster university plus other things uh, august 14th steve martin everybody knows him from uh his stint at the magic shop at disneyland uh september 21st <laughs> jerry bruckheimer producer pirates of the caribbean national treasure etc cetera, etc cetera. october 19th john Lithgow. october 30th henry winkler um october 31st brian doyle murray who is uh uh you'll if you look up Ryan Doyle Murray, you have seen him in about four jillion things, a uh, grumpy man. Uh, he was in, uh, I know him from Wayne's world. Uh, mostly uh, November 27th, James Avery, uncle Phil himself, uh, December 1st, Bette Midler, um, uh, Winifred Sanderson herself, uh, and December 17th, Ernie Hudson uh, of Ghostbusters fame yeah. and other projects. Um, so that brings us to 1946. Art Babbitt didn't last very long for his uh, second stint at Disney. And in January 1946, uh, Art voluntarily leaves the studio. Uh, Walt ordered that his name be removed from all credits of all films he had worked on and all other documents. Uh, so Walt was a little salty about <laughs> Art. <laughs> so, uh, But just a few months later in April, Frank Thomas returns uh, to the company after completing his military service. Uh, one of nine old men, Frank Thomas. On April 20th, Disney premiered Make Mine Music in New York City. This package film included the shorts uh, The Martins and the Coys, The Casey at Bat, Peter and the Wolf, Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet, and The Whale Who Wanted to Sing at the Met. Um, Around the same time as that release, the company announces that they have plans to lay off 400 of their 1,000 employees And just three days after that announcement, uh, Disney lays off 450 employees. Uh, The Cartoonist Guild manages to bargain for rehiring of 94 cartoonists and two-week severance pay for another 215. At the same time, they also suspend production of all studio projects except Song of the South, Fun and Fancy Free, So Dear to My Heart, and Melody Time. On November 12th, 1946, Disney releases Song of the South to theaters. Its premiere is held at uh, Lowe's Grand Theater in Atlanta, Georgia. It cost uh, $2.125 million to make. Uh, the film star, James Baskett, was unable to attend the movie's premiere due to Atlanta being segregated. Uh, so that's no fun. Uh, other notable things that happened in 1946. Uh, Walt retires from voicing Mickey Mouse, uh, turning the job over to Jimmy McDonald. Production begins on Alice in Wonderland as a full-length animated feature. Uh, Disney hires Salvador Dali to work on the film Destino. Uh, Eight months later, uh, the project would be abandoned. The Boy Scouts of America present Walt Disney with the Silver Buffalo Award, their highest award for service to youth. And RKO Radio Pictures loans Disney $1 million, saving the company from insolvency. These few years have been, uh, with the war, have been really hard uh, money-wise for Disney. They um, they were re-releasing, oh, I didn't even write it here. They re-released three films in 1946. Um, I think it was Bambi, Fantasia... And something else. I forgot to write it down. Anyway, <laughs> this year, the company released 18 shorts and produced nine films for private companies and the government. And the birthdays of 1946. January 5th, Diane Keaton. January 19th, Dolly Parton. Ooh. February 2nd, Blake Clark, uh, who is the voice of Slinky Dog and Toy Story. Um, February 21st, we have both Anthony Daniels, C-3PO, and Alan Rickman. Nice. March 12th, uh, Frank, well, we have two on March 12th, uh, Frank Welker, who is probably uh, the most recognizable voice, living voice actor uh, on the planet at this point. Um, too many to name. I mean, uh, he's he's Fred from Scooby Doo. He's look up Frank Welker and you've heard probably. Every voice of your childhood is voiced by him. Um, And also Dean Cundy, who is uh, the cinematographer for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He worked uh, a lot with... um robert zemeckis uh anyway april 12th ed o'neill uh from finding dory modern family uh april 18th Haley mills april 19th tim curry july 13th cheech marin july 16th dave goals uh of the muppets fame july 22nd danny glover september 30th fran brill also from the muppets uh, october 4th susan sarandon november 20th samuel e wright voice of sebastian december 17th eugene levy and december 18th steven spielberg um uh, so that was just a big list of names <laughs> but uh all 1946 birthdays so uh yeah there you go there was great moments uh with me, mr andrew i guess right on <laughs>
1: Yeah, tons of names that, you know, become very, very impactful over the course of Disney history. So, yeah, that last one right there, you know, he went on to make a couple of small independent projects. (laughs) Steven's homework, yeah. 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 A couple of independent projects that a few people know about.
2: So, you know, his name will come up eventually. Yeah, yeah, so. (laughs) <laughs> it's also just funny to like think of some of these people like all being born in the same year and i'm like i didn't realize that all these people were the same age yeah. like yeah like, uh diane keaton and uh anthony daniels Like i think of anthony daniels as like this like very old frail man and dial diane keaton you know as like kind of like a lively actress or whatever but they're the same age that's funny. <laughs>
0: like... right
2: well
1: i think that's a great place to wrap up the episode any final thoughts on anything that we talked about before we we call this one? I
2: got a quiz. Quizneyland's coming out Whing! this week. Yay. Uh, I've almost finished writing it. So uh, there's going to be some fun uh, questions. So, yeah, listen to that. It comes out tomorrow uh, when you're listening to this. If you listen on, on... launch day. Yeah. Someday. <laughs> launch day comes out on Thursdays. Listen to every other Thursday Quizneyland. Uh, it's a lot of fun and it's short, so listen to it, please. Yes. Thank you. Oh, also, while while I'm here talking, let's just if the episode's already really long. Why not make it longer? I just want to say, all right, folks, if you're out there, share the podcast with your friends. If it, it would really help us, if more people listen to this, we'd really you know we want more people to get the news and have fun and and you know talk in the Discord and stuff. So if if uh, you got some friends that are thinking about you know they need podcasts to listen to, suggest Podcateers or You know, if if you uh, would be so kind as to just share some of our posts uh, onto your social media so some of your friends may know about it or whatever, then have them tell two friends and then they tell two friends and then if everybody does that, everybody's listening. So uh, it'd help us out. We really appreciate it. And uh, that's what I'm doing instead of asking for uh, reviews now because, uh, you know, I think everybody that's reviewed – is the or everybody that's going to review has reviewed at this point unless you're new hey if you're new and you're on itunes or whatever whatever they call it now i don't have apple or spotify they could give it a little five star over there Agreed. Uh, so that that's it that's it for me uh i guess i like to talk at the end i like to talk a lot but my throat is hurting so i should probably stop and
1: go vote on stuff for march mayhem we didn't get a chance to talk about it but go vote it's getting intense we're in the second round as of this episode (laughs) uh instagram stories that's where you're going to find it you can join us over on discord again for more information podcateers.com slash links is where you'll find all of uh the most popular links that you'll need that's it that is going to end the episode until next time keep dreaming keep moving forward and always remember to pass on the magic have a fantastic week everyone
0: bye see ya part of the podcateers network